So today we have uh, Maria and Draco. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, really nice to see you. Thank you. First podcast recorded in person. It's definitely interesting. Haven't been on campus in a while. Haven't been seeing people formally in a while. Mm. So that feels a bit weird, but I'm excited. How long have you not been to campus? Ever since pandemic started, I only did like socials with student groups this year and yeah. maybe like coming to campus alone here and there, but nothing too, too formal. So this is new. Yeah, definitely. I feel like uh, now I've heard that only students that have electives are coming to campus. So um, it, it's definitely kind of a ghost town out there. Yeah. But um, I mean, in winter, we're, we're going to go back to normal and just hope for the best. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> All right. Maria, you're a fourth year finance major and uh, you minor in economics. I have the, I'm also a fourth year, but I'm an economics major and a minor in finance. Rolls reversed, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I can't complain. <laughs> like the program. <laughs> oh my God. So, you're, are you an international student? Yes, I am. Do you mm. want me to elaborate on that? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Go ahead, shoot. So, yes, I'm an international student. I moved to here from Ukraine in 2018 in summer. I think it was like August 26, 27. So, I celebrate occasionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was 17, which is kind of scary, and didn't have any relatives, any cousins, any like friends here. So that was a big change, but I've been enjoying it here so far. I'm definitely planning to stay in Canada or in Toronto for the ne- nearest like couple years, I would mm-hmm. say, at minimum. Yeah, you go to get the PR and the passport and all that. Absolutely, yeah, and then travel the world, do whatever. Oh yes, uh, I, I can definitely relate. And the Jordanian passport that I hold, it's, it's not as strong as the Canadian, so. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it, it, it is a really good opportunity for international students to come here, actually. If you finish, you can get a PR after a year of working, I believe. I think it's more than that. I think it's at least three years if you do a full bachelor degree. Mm-hmm. But don't quote me on that. So check with your, I don't know, immigration lawyer or something. Oh, yeah. But it's a good, really good, stable pathway if you finish a degree here and then do a, a job you wish for mm-hmm. your major or whatever floats your boat. And then you're set. You apply for your PR. I was, let's hope for the best. Yeah. Um, how, how would you rate um, the like how challenging was it to completely switch your life from Ukraine and coming all the way to Canada? Uh, on a scale from 10, on I would say it was a solid nine. It was a change. Mm-hmm. Realistically, it was a lot to handle, especially in a young age. Mm-hmm. New cultures, new language, new degree, new courses, mm-hmm. new people, everything is new. And since I was moving to a residence when I just came here, I didn't really know how to cook, clean, and do everything for myself. That was a challenge too. Yeah. But if I were to like go back into the past and see if I would do anything else with my life mm-hmm. in that point of time and move to a different country or like stay at home, I wouldn't change anything. I've been enjoying my journey so far. It comes with its ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Challenges do appear, but it's and as in everyone's journey, like you can live a life full of rainbows and sunshine. So it's been quite an interesting journey, but I've been enjoying it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow, uh, I, I wish I could relate to that. But oh. uh, till now, I've been here since like 2017, mm-hmm. and I can only cook cereal. That's it. That's Imagine. a gourmet meal. Uh-huh. In the morning, the morning, that's all you need. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but after that, I stick to takeout or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta learn how to cook. To be fair, but um, <laughs> so how how engaged are you on campus? I would like to say that I'm pretty engaged. Mm. I do quite a few things uh, on campus and off campus just c- because I enjoy like the flow of the things and being involved, meeting new people, the drill and spill of work. 
and I would say I'm, I'm probably a workaholic realistically, like I mm. do a lot. So I am currently working part-time for actually BC, the business career hub as a bootcamp facilitator. So nice. I teach a couple streams here and there. So if nice. you ever come by the bootcamps, feel free to say hi. Mm -hmm. That's my usual like intro <laughs> for mm. any other bootcamp. I do Power BI, VBA, Excel, Aces case and Tableau now. So it's quite a few things to learn, mm. but they are definitely great experiences for your future career endeavors or if you just want to be involved on campus. I'm right now a president for Ryerson Consulting Association because I do have a passion for consulting, like design thinking, problem solving, mm -hmm. all of that. Um, on top of that, I do mentorship here and there for folks like me. So I always support anyone international or in first, second year of SAP. Uh, students coming my way right okay. now i'm also a fit for business mentor for first yeah. year students so that's exciting I see that <laughs> yeah that's yeah. why i'm here <laughs> and uh, that wraps up the main core of my activities mm -hmm. i do some volunteering here and there like right now i'm an ibm student consultant so yeah. we're helping a non-profit to solve a problem they have mm. that's coming to an end this semester i've been a volunteer with other organizations on and off campus uh, and other student groups on campus as well and I've been enjoying my time at Ryerson, stayed active, met great people, uh, achieved what I wanted from my career, and just enjoying life at the moment. <laughs> wow. I mean, okay, that's a lot. I, I, I think, I think um, like, okay, you're, you're, you're <laughs> the, the debate whether you're engaged or not is definitely off the table now. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, tell me about your journey to becoming the RCA president. Uh, uh, okay, I'll touch base on that. So I only joined RCA in my second year. Uh -huh. So I've only been with the team for like almost two years next year. And mm -hmm. I joined it as a director of operations. I wanted to join RCA because I was passionate about consulting industry, wanted to explore it, just see how I can fit my experiences into the whole industry. Yeah. And also gain that hands-on experience from a student group, especially in operations. So how to maintain a student group, uh, send out all those emails, plan, um, communicate, etc and stay in it if everything goes well, essentially. Mm -hmm. So I did spend a year with an RCA. I loved it. We developed a new program where I was a part of the RCA called the Case Buddy Program, mm -hmm. which is another like educational addition to our student group that teaches folks how to do case interviews and case cutting. Mm -hmm. And I loved it so much. I really wanted to stay. And when the opportunity came my way to participate in the elections, I put my hand up and I was like, OK, I really want to stay here, whether I'm a president or not. I just want to stay with the team. And it happened that I became the president, I was elected, and now I'm the president of our series. So it was wow. just a smooth transitional journey from just leading the operational side of the team to then leading the whole team, I would say. Congratulations. Thank you. Wow, that's, that's pretty impressive. Um, and like the, the, the election process at uh, the RCA is usually um, who votes for that? Is it ev everybody that's a member of the RCA or is it uh, just like maybe the directors? Or I don't recall that. Um, and like clearly, I mm. think it was the current members who mm -hmm. were able to vote or nominate people. Mm -hmm. And since I was working with the executive committee, like our president and EVP the yeah. whole year, it was kind of like uh, almost logical nomination on yeah. that side, just p pitching me since I've been dealing with every other team the whole year. And I'm really glad for the people I met at RCA, so I'm never leaving up until I graduate. <laughs> That's good. That's nice to hear. <laughs> Yeah. And do you guys like have a, an election every year or is it something that happens once a term? Or? It's every year and every other student group. Uh -huh. but I think it's mainly uh, nominations based because the way you position yourself in a group for a year, mm -hmm. uh, it kind of like shows what and shows others which role you would be a good fit in. So myself, for instance, 
when I was joining RCA, I thought operations is my only way to go. Uh -huh. But then I was transitioned into more so partial role in operations and more of initiative person, uh -huh. which was good for me as I learned within the process and I gained so many experiences and skills, but didn't come to my ad up until like I started doing the work. So that was good to see how people view me and my expertise from a third person perspective. Mm -hmm. But then it was also exciting for me to learn and that's what I hope and anticipate from other members of RCA to do. Yeah. Come into the role, see how that goes, uh, communicate with other folks, then see if they want to switch around or stay in the role depending on how they grow within RCA. Because the whole aim of student groups at Ryerson, like anywhere I hope, is to make sure that folks grow and enrich their skills and experiences while in a student group rather than just like doing the same work every day every year for different student groups that type yeah. of idea uh, I, I guess that so that means that the, the RCA is a flex, is, you guys are pretty flexible um, I'm guessing it could be really a really uh, valuable experience for a student if you go there and um, you start with RCA. something and then um, do, go ahead and do something else I, it, it's a really well-rounded uh, experience you can touch up on everything I will add to that. So we do have like general associate hiring every year. We hire mm -hmm. first and second years as a general person who would help out in different departments on a rotational basis. Yeah. So every other event you would rotate and it helps students so much. Like when I was joining other student groups prior to RCA, I quite frequently didn't know what I was applying for as mm. a whole big picture. Like I would see a finance associate role, I would just apply because I'm in finance, right? Yeah. Sounds familiar, sounds uh, pretty, um, comfortable for me, but it's nothing like you study at school or the commitments would be completely different or the atmosphere of the group would be not something you would ex expect of it or of vice versa. So that's why th those rotational programs are really beneficial and that's why I always root for RCA because the way mm. like our team works and structure works <laughs> is am amazing. Like I've never felt more in place with a student group, but mm -hmm. that's why I like look forward to working with all of my student members almost every day just like, oh. chatting with them and communicating. This is the um, Maria philosophy for the RCA, I'm guessing. Yes. It's like, working out pretty smooth. I would always root for RCA. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's nice to hear. And um, so uh, how long have you been a TEDPAC mentor for? This is my second year uh, for Fit for Business for TEDPACs. Mm. So in first year, I was just joining just to see how the th things will go. I love mentorship, but mm. I only have so much time on my hands. And I do want to give back to the community because mm. in first and second year, I would always be mentored by other folks around me. So that sort of like giving back aspect was what attracted me to the program. And now I just stay because I do enjoy everything that Fit for Business does and yeah. stands for. And TEDPACs are amazing for first years. Like I wish I had a TEDPAC in my first year. Yeah. I don't know what I was doing successfully and realistically. No idea. And now that I see folks already being grouped under their major. So they know yeah. people in their program. That's so amazing because I moved. I, I know no one and nothing, so it was h harder to like, like catch people from my program. I would say in class because yeah. everyone already would know each other from high school or something like that. Yeah. And now you're just put together in a TED pack. You just have to deal with it. You just have to like meet people in TED pack, and that's amazing. I think it's a blessing to be yes. fair. I mean, um, as you said, like, as an international student, especially coming here and. Um, like simply not knowing anyone. Exactly. I was, I was telling you outside, I, I only I, I came here, I only knew my aunt who yeah. lived uh, like an hour away. So I was staying here in downtown and I only had, well, I, I mean, I was lucky enough to have some of my dorm friends, but they weren't in my same program. Exactly. Like, yeah. The, the only thing I shared with them was my residence. So at that back, uh, and it's, it's a pretty big group, at least 40 people. Yep. Um, so there, there's definitely, um, what do you call it? Really big room for you to actually go ahead and make some friends and make some connections. I agree. Yeah. 
And those connections from first and second year are so valuable. Like you, mm. you don't know it in first and second year, but mm. when you grow in university and you like in your fourth year, you'll be surprised how many people you know mm-hmm. and like how far you've gone. And that those people who you were like in first year in your first class together failing that class, mm-hmm. now they're like 4.0 GPA people achieving their dreams, and so are you. And that's so exciting to see like the progressive growth of every individual you meet on campus. Mm. That's something that drives me and like excites me to do even more because I see my peers doing such great things and I, in my head I'm like oh my god I want to be like them mm-hmm. so they motivate me to do even further in life like do I hope achieve greatness I wouldn't say so but like do the things I like and produce some outcomes beneficial for others yeah <laughs> well um, do, what kind of feeling do you, you feel like you achieve when you go ahead and uh, help a student either by being a mentor and also over here I see that you um, you, you, you were a student leader for a couple of groups could you touch base on that and tell me like um, uh, wh- wh- why do you go ahead if you, if you, with, with this feeling of leadership to go ahead and like help people? Uh, because I, I, the amount of leaders I see is, 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 is not much and it, it's, it's really hard. It needs a certain level of emotional intelligence to actually go ahead and um, like um, interact with others and know their limits and help them out. Um, tell, tell me a little bit about your leadership roles and um, what kind of feeling that gives you. It's a little bit of like a deep question, so I'll try not to go too into it and be too philosophical about it. Go ahead, it. we have 30 minutes. Oh it. my god, okay. But essentially, when I just moved, my yeah. drive was just to try everything, see what I like, go with the flow and just like explore my opportunities in Toronto because that's exactly what I was coming here for. Like I would use all resources on campus. I would literally come and talk to everyone because what I'm paying so much for tu- tuition, for international mm-hmm. tuition, it's oh so much money. Oh and like, my god. Might as well just use everything that's coming my way. Oh my god. And uh, after that, after like I passed by some like learning curve of like what I like, what I want to do, mm-hmm. what I've done, I found joy in actually like giving back, which sounds really cliche, but in a core, like in its core, I do enjoy like helping other people because um, if it wasn't for the people I met in my first and second year, I don't know where I would have been right now. Mm. I was really lucky with the connections I made. I was really lucky with the people who surrounded me and helped me grow through that pathway. So if I can become at least like that 1% for another person to do great and help them in their like achievements or uh, their journey to reach their goal, that would be a blessing for me. Because realistically, I can only do so much to help an individual. Like I can do some advice giving um, notes uh, sharing etc but if they actually take it and make take it into something greater that mm-hmm. what excites me like how the chain never stops of like helping you help someone they help someone and continues that's yes. something that brings me joy and that's why i do it wow <laughs> okay okay yeah um, i mean i i could relate to a certain extent uh i, w- I wasn't a leader of any student group I, w- I was a leader of a soccer team back in high school that's so valid um it, it was at least maybe 25 guys on the team and um, you go ahead they're all of them they're different ages starting from early early high school up until the uh, grade 12 they called it back back there um, and yeah like you, you see all the young guys coming in and they, they're they're looking for inspiration they're looking for motivation yeah. and uh, usually they look up to these guys in, in, in the senior positions for for help or for uh, like helping them get on the way so yeah I would agree. It's definitely a feeling of uh, 
fulfillment, I would say. Yeah, like nothing brings me more joy when a student circles back to me and says, oh my God, thank you so much for, I don't know, let's say a bootcamp you delivered. I said that I learned Power BI, let's say in my interview, and now mm -hmm. I have a job. Like what mm -hmm. would I have been doing without this bootcamp spiel? And it's so exciting because I was in the, their shoes too. I, I came here, I didn't know anything, didn't know how to do my resume, yeah. cover letter, not about, not even talking about like technology. Mm -hmm. And now I can help others. Like that's so exciting how life like turned around for me in the last three years and I truly wish that for everyone to yeah. like do what they enjoy doing and be successful so that's why I like helping people out well, well, where do you stand on this uh, spectrum okay. do, doing something that you love and being successful because I mean I love um, soccer yeah I, I, I don't think I'd be successful in soccer mm. um, where, where, where do you stand on that like is it only passion that makes people go ahead for success or mm, that's a really deep question okay I need a second to think about it so from my perspective mm -hmm. you can be like I wouldn't call myself successful if I'm not passionate about what I'm doing like no matter how much money I make if I don't enjoy it I don't enjoy it period so I'll be unhappy with the throughout the day like nine to five but I don't enjoy what I'm doing that's unfortunate like that's not success story for me because mm -hmm. I just spend my days unhappy on and on and on mm -hmm. so once I find find that balance of doing what I like maybe you don't love all aspects of your job like let's say you have some tasks that is repetitive and you don't enjoy on a daily basis, but it's just like 10% of your work you do. Or your boss sometimes might be like too assertive or mm -hmm. too pushy about some deadlines. And that's okay, because as long as it's like, like, you know how probability testing works, as long as it's about some certain percent, that your R squared is about like what is high, you're good. So as long as that uh, balance is high enough for me to enjoy it, I'll enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, I'm both going to be considered successful yeah. and happy because I'm doing what I like. So success is subjective. Absolutely. Yeah. Like some people just want to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. For me, money goes into a second uh, like background plan. Yeah. If I feel bad, no amount of money can make me feel happy. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I agree. Um, and as you said, it touched up on like having uh, a leader of a boss. I mean, I feel like an employee could only be effective enough only if they have a really inspiring uh, leader or, uh, or boss in this case. And uh, so somebody that actually believes in you, somebody that gives you responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like students that come here in the first year, um, I'll, they, they still don't, re they're, they're still looking for this kind of uh, a certain degree of inspiration so that they can go ahead and be, be productive or be whatever it is. But they, they, they lack it. So, that, I mean, oh. <laughs> th th this, this is the aim of Fit for Business, actually. Like, we, we're going Aww. ahead and we're, we're, we're trying to, like, g give these students a really great sense of community, helping them with their, yeah. ac their academics. And the TETPAC leaders and mentors are the people that are actually helping with them majorly. So, we, we got you guys to thank. That's good. That's really uh, exciting. Like, yeah. I like seeing other people mingle and uh, see how, like, mentors and mentees interact. Mm -hmm. That's so exciting to see how, like, how they bond and bring people together. Mm -hmm. I can just, like, sit and observe because it brings me so much joy to see people, other people happy. I'm like, okay, you Fair. go. Amazing. Yeah, uh, I'm with you 100%. Now, um, Maria, as, as we spoke before, you, you really wanted to touch up on the idea of uh, stepping out of the comfort zone. Yes, because I don't think I would have uh, achieved what I did without actually stepping out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. A lot of the things I did weren't necessarily what I was used to or 
accommodated to before, but that whole process of just like taking an extra opportunity on or doing a harder course instead of slacking off and just exploring the what is in front of you definitely help. Like I mentioned earlier, international students pay a lot in tuition. Yep. But we do have a lot of services on campus to like sort of like pay off that money mm -hmm. or like monetize what you already pay for. Yeah. So when I was in first year, I would go around and ask everyone, like, what can I do on campus to, like, do better in my academics, professional, and, uh, um, let's say, like, personal life. Uh -huh. So I would go and attend boot camps, or I would go and talk to English advisor, like English tutors at SLC, writers support, writing support, academic uh -huh. support at TRSM, just to maintain my GPA, meet new people, and become friends with other folks. Yeah. I am naturally not the most outgoing person, which is surprising to people. Like I'm m mostly shy and I just like living in my own bubble. Really? Yes. But I, I definitely misread you then. Exactly. Yeah. But then after stepping out of my comfort zone for so long, just like, I don't know, longing for like meaningful experiences and doing something exciting, mm -hmm. I had to fully put my personality on the side and just be more outgoing and open because mm -hmm. it does help you build those connections and it does help you uh, like get to the point where you're comfortable with what you're doing and get to a point where you're like comfortable with uh, who you are, what you achieved, what you want to do in the future. And that yeah. whole pathway is long. For some people, it's shorter. For some people, it's longer. But it's, it's doable. And that's what I stand for, like finding that comfort zone, just mm -hmm. doing what you like and just enjoying everything around you. Just being like rainbows and sunshine, occasionally not, but the majority of it. Actually, um, in the beginning, stepping out of the comfort zone could be a really scary step. Extremely scary, true, yeah. um, but as you said, like when you do it more and more, it becomes easier and easier to get yeah. out of the comfort zone. And actually, the comfort zone expands. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that's uh, a good point. Uh, if, if you stay home for on your couch for like a month, yeah. Okay. <laughs> getting off the couch would become something much harder compared to like thirty days true. ago. So uh, yeah, I, I definitely encourage all, all of these students to actually go ahead and. Get out of your comfort zone. You, you never know where your success is up until yeah. you actually go ahead and look for it. That is true. Yeah. yeah. And um, so um, why, why, why finance? Why finance? Yeah. I have this like um, funny story from when I was little-ish. So my mom actually works in finance. And ever since I was like conscious about my age, like 12, mm. 13, when I was just picking my future career pathway, and I was asked, like, who do you want to be in the future? You were picking your career pathway at 12? Well, you know how you get asked sometimes at school, yeah. like, who do you want to be when you grow up, right? <laughs> I would be like, anything but finance, which is hilarious considering yeah. I'm in finance right now. <laughs> my mom would look at me and be like, no, you're definitely going to go into business. I'm like, never. Fast forward to, like, the whole program picking mm -hmm. process. I look at everything available to me. And I come to my family and, I'm, and I say, I either want to be in business or in dentistry. <laughs> and okay. I don't have any doctors in the family, so the choice was pretty obvious. I picked business, applied to a couple schools here in, in Toronto, mm. and semi-blindfoldedly decided to go to Ryerson without doing my research in depth. But well, now that I'm here, yeah. don't regret anything. Like Ryerson mm -hmm. and TRSM in general are amazing institutions. Mm -hmm. The amount of resources, opportunities, co-op, like all those boot camps is yeah. unmatched in any other university in Toronto or in Canada. I've never seen like another school be mm -hmm. so welcoming, especially for international students. Yeah. I mean, and Ryerson is relatively still modern compared to other exactly, universities yeah. in the area. Um, it was really appetizing for me as well. 
like uh, when, when I was applying, I remember in uh, my late high school days, I was applying to um, a lot of universities in Canada. I applied to Rice and maybe three other universities, mm -hmm. but something about it, uh, I think it was the co-op. Mm. The co-op program itself was something that was really enticing. Mm -hmm. Fun fact, I actually came here as an engineer. Oh I, wow. Yeah, yeah, I got accepted as an engineering and uh, I tried out the first semester. Completely horrible, I gotta say. Um, and I then I switched that. here. <laughs> and honestly, it, it feels like academically and professionally, um, that decision was probably till now, I would say the best decision that, that I've ever made. Oh, that's Coming awesome. into TRSM, yeah. yeah. Um, and actually, yeah, the, all, all of these services, the boot camps, the BCH, um, the, the, the Math Help Center and the SLC. I loved well. it. I always visit all of them, yeah. Yeah. W without the Math Help, I wouldn't have survived statistics, to exactly. be honest. Exactly. QMS to yeah. 30 for finance, the statistical course, yes. the, it's stressful for a lot of SAF students. Yeah. Wouldn't do, wouldn't, probably I wouldn't have passed it without the academic support. Mm -hmm. But here I am. Haven't failed a course. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. You haven't failed anything since, since the beginning. No, is it a bad thing? No, it's definitely <laughs> a great thing. Yeah. I, I think I, f I failed physics in, uh, in engineering. That, that, that was. Uh, That's another life. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, imagine actually, I did physics twice, and the first time I got a 48, did it again, got another 48. That's that. Imagine. Yeah. That's, I guess I know what my unlucky number is. Uh. 48. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we're close to wrap up our session. Um, before we finish everything up, can you like take a minute or two and. Just give, give a little piece of advice for first years. Even well, what's something question. you think that they, they, th they should know? Something that you didn't know, but like actually changed your life at the university. Mm. Well, I mentioned already that stepping out of your comfort zone is important, but mm -hmm. another aspect is that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. I think that's the whole agenda of Fit for Business and a lot of extracurriculars we have here at TRSM. Mm -hmm. You are definitely not alone. And there are so many ways uh, TRSM and other components of Arison that can support you. You can achieve great things in university, and there's always room for errors, room for trials. Mm -hmm. Like nothing is perfect. Like I'm sitting here like smiling and like talking about how everything is great, yeah. as if I didn't cry like for the last three years every day <laughs> of doing my like accounting yeah. homework, right? Yeah. So it's it's about balance and finding things that you like, uh, connecting with people, building the community around you, so that when you're crying and do that homework for accounting for your accounting classes, you have folks that you know from that accounting class to explain you the material. You know, mm. you know what I mean in that case. Yeah. Um, Connections take you a long way, man. Yeah. Long, long way. So build that sense of community around you. Uh, do what you enjoy, and see where life takes you, because. Another thing I mentioned about a lot of business students, mm. they are so focused on the end goal. Mm. They don't see what's happening between the end goal and the whole journey. Like yeah. focus on the journey rather than the end goal. Because you might not even get there and you might not even want to be there in the next year or two. So just going with the flow sometimes helps. I know it's hard for like anxious people. I'm also really anxious in general. But you just have to like soothe into it and just do your things one step at a time, one day at a time. Enjoy it. And overall, you'll, you'll do great. Like, don't stress too much. You'll do, you'll do well. You know what I mean? Wise words. Um, I hope so. I hope they help someone. <laughs> I mean, focusing on the journey and not the result, that's definitely something that takes... Uh, you know, you, you really have to trust your own process. Yeah, that's um, a good way of putting it. And um, the only way to do that, you, you just have to be confident with the, with the decisions you make. Even though, like, some of the decisions you make would, would turn out to be a mistake. Okay, fair it's enough. It's like, you learn, and yeah. next time you avoid one mistake. 
Well, 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 yeah. you, you can make one less mistake in, in, the, in the following decision. I support that, yes. Like, uh, again, I'm sitting here, everything is like rainbow and sunshine, right? Like, I'm, I've done so many things. Yeah. I'm in fourth year, finishing my degree. Yeah. But I was that student in first year who was literally like about to fail their first course and didn't know anything, didn't know what to do, yeah. didn't know how to apply to co-op, what do I do with my life, like what's going on? So it's a journey and I've noticed that once I started focusing on the flow and like being in the moment, yeah. everything became greater, like more enjoyable rather than mm -hmm. just setting goal for myself. I need a 4.0 and just like doing work every day. That's not goal. the, yeah. It's a big goal. But that's not the life you would enjoy, right? Like mm. you can just study all the time too. Like, yes, I'm here to get good marks, yeah. but you can afford yourself to like take a nap, sleep, yeah, of course. go out with friends. I mean, without that, you'd, you'd lose it. Exactly. You'd definitely lose it. So enjoy that. Enjoy those like tiny moments here yeah. and there. And should work. Hopefully it works out for you. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I'm sure like looking back at it right now, you, you think, okay, um, I'm uh, like, I'm really glad I took all, all of these, yeah. uh, I mean, uh, all of these decisions and I went out from my comfort zone. That is true. But I think we hit our mark right now. Maria, oh. thank you for taking the time <laughs> to come to this podcast. No worries. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. I mean, it's, it's really nice talking to you. Really nice to take uh, a lot of the insights that you have. And I just hope people can actually um, hear what you said and maybe uh, invest that into, into their personal lives. Yeah, if that helps at least one person, I'm happy. That's all I need. Ah, that's the goal. That's the goal of a leader. <laughs> oh. uh, quickly, how can they reach you, by the way, Maria? Where, where can people follow you? Um, it's pretty much my first and last name on any social media you find mm -hmm. me on. Mm -hmm. LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. So okay. if you have any questions, concerns, let us know. Or reach out to Fit for Business and they'll connect you with me. Pretty open for any questions. Well, that sounds great. Thank you, guys, and I will see you on the next one. Bye, everyone.